This is GabNet, the great American broadcast network. Talk radio like you've never heard it before. Washington, D.C. studios of the Great American Broadcast Network. This is Rob Alfano's Exchange, and I am your host. Welcome to our inaugural broadcast. Now, to exchange means we need dialogue. That means we need you on the Citizen Panel. GabNet Live is the Skype name. And we'll get going with that in a few minutes. How about that band, huh? How about that band? I know uh, Fallon has the roots. Well, Alfano has the weeds. That's the weeds right there. So anyway, uh, getting off to a to a new start. Welcome to the program. Um, it's called The Exchange. Uh, we, we, ba- we bandied around a bunch of different names, and The Exchange seems to have stuck. Now, you must forgive me a little bit here, because it takes a little time to develop a new program. And I, about a week ago, I was in New York with no idea that this was going to happen. So we'll evolve slowly, but exchange means exactly that. It's just an idea, a chance for you and me and anybody just to get on here and talk about whatever's on your mind, exchange ideas, exchange thoughts. This is what we do on the citizen panel all the time, right? Everybody's opinion is welcome all the time. So uh, why don't we just fire up Skype right now? And see who's here to join us on our citizen panel. By the way, there's a phone number that you can call in case that you can't uh, you can't uh, get to us via Skype on your computer, and that is the Gab line. It's three four seven three five two zero zero seven nine. Again, that's three four seven three five two zero zero seven nine. And uh, I guess in keeping with the nine p.m. time slot, the very first person to call into the citizen panel is Rin. And uh, how are you, Rin? I'm doing good, thank you. I don't know if you can see him. I have a tiny kitten on the back of my chair. Oh, look at that! How cute! Is adorable. It's, uh, we don't do the we don't do the uh, live stream, but uh, the, the, <laughs> the audience will have to take our word for it. She is adorable. I've been seeing the pictures on uh, Facebook. Oh, I can't help it. I'm it, such a cat queen. <laughs> and mine is right here. No matter what, I, my wife is downstairs on the sofa watching TV, and no matter what. She's up here. I, 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 you can't see her, um, but she's right on the floor out sleeping. Um, but she's always in the studio with me. We've got uh, a phone caller because we don't know. Who, there's a phone number here. Um, hi, who's this? This is Doug. Doug, how are you, Doug? I'm doing fine. Yourself? I'm doing well. Welcome to the program. Thank you. The reason I'm calling on my telephone is because the cheap hotel room I'm in has horrible internet and it's been cutting off on and on just you know come on saying you're connected but you have no internet service or anything like that so i figured it'd probably be better for the telephone and plus mm-hmm. you know i'm not really too easy on the eyes so it's probably better for me not to be on the screen either <laughs> uh, hey one thing i did hear like uh, the program going into uh the live program right now and and I do appreciate you. I did catch um, you playing me getting banned for the first time, so I feel, I feel honored. I, I feel honored that you uh, played that there. I was I, like, thinking, like, wow. I just didn't want Gabnet Rewind to just disappear like that without any without any mention or anything. Because really, it was scheduled to come back this weekend when all of this happened. And so I went back and I started looking at the programs, and uh, I said, well, let me play the first segment. And lo and behold, that was the first segment, Doug. So <laughs> you got us kicked off. I feel off. honored. <laughs> we just, uh, Teresa's joining us now on Skype. How are you, Hi. Teresa? Hello. Welcome in. Thanks. How was your weekend? It was, um, it was actually really good. Yeah, mine was I too. I did work. You did work? I did not. Oh, you did not work. Oh, yay. Yay. Well, good for great. you. I spent money this weekend. So, wow. so here's what happened to me. We got a, my wife has a friend who lives about two blocks from here that she met at the clubhouse. 
And uh, yeah, was it Saturday? Maybe yeah. Saturday we were watching TV, and she says, "Oh, AJ's got some furniture. She want you know our living room couch is gone. It's just it's shot." She goes, uh, "AJ is buying new furniture, and 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 she's giving away this furniture. She put these pictures up on Facebook." So we looked at the pictures, and it was hard to tell, you know, what it really was like. So um, she answered her back saying, yeah, we'll take a ride over and come look at it. And I'm like, if this ain't really nice furniture, I don't want it. But my wife started with, oh, it's really nice. It had rips. and So I said, okay. But I felt guilty because my I I wasn't going to say this is crap. You know what I mean? I just felt really guilty saying that. So I was like, okay, we'll take it. And I was immediately already looking at slip covers that we can put on it. Because the furniture seemed to be comfortable and such. It just needed... You needed to be covered. So yeah. uh, we said we would. stressed look to it, huh? Yeah, it was distressed. So we said, okay, we'll take it. And, it, you know, free. Uh, it was going to be delivered on Sunday. Sunday comes. The guys come. And I'm lamenting this the whole time. The guys come on Sunday. And lo and behold, we got lucky because they have. It was an oversized sofa. And it wouldn't fit through my doors. Oh, oh. <laughs> so I didn't, have to, I didn't have to break anybody's, uh, you know, I didn't have to insult anybody. Um, they put it back on the truck and off it went. And so now we're sitting around and we're talking and, you know, my wife was all one thing led to another. And we find ourselves going furniture shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so we spent about uh, 1700 bucks that I didn't plan <gasps> on spending this weekend on a sofa. Um <sighs> Uh, love seat? No, wow. no love seat. Uh, it's a sofa with one of those lounges. It's like a what they call um, a chaise lounge. A chaise, yeah. And, we have that. And we bought a, um, a a really nice chest. I wanted something behind the sofa against the wall so I can put a lamp on it for the longest time. It's a nice chest. So we got those two things. She was trying to talk me into a new dining room set. <laughs> and I'm like, put the brakes on that. Oh, that's, so. that's, that's big money there. If you buy some good stuff, I mean, you know, the nicest piece of furniture I have in my house is probably like this China cabinet that we have. Yeah. Two I mean, pieces and that, and the, this was not know, expensive. Hey, I got to, I got to call you back. My wife's been trying to get back in touch with me several times. So I'll okay. call you right back. Sounds good. We'll see Thank you in a bit. So anyway, um, we, um, Oops, there we go. Um, so, yeah, I wound up the furniture is going to be delivered this uh, Thursday. Actually, we picked up one piece today because we, we had to get the floor model because it was it was the last one. And it was the little chest that we have the lamp and the chest is there. Now we're just waiting on the sofa to be delivered on Thursday. So my weekend was about spending money. <laughs> well, so. I have to say that ours was also only it's much more fun to go shopping when you're spending somebody else's money. And so Rick's boss told him he should look for a new car. So he went and looked for a new car, and um, he got a new car. He got a new 2015 Ford XLT, I think it is. Wow. That's the SUV, isn't it? Yep. It's for his work. So he drives all over. You know, he's a regional sales manager. So he's all the way down in Virginia and all the way up to Rhode Island and – so uh, his current car has over 200,000 miles now, wow. and uh, it's only a 2009. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, that is a lot of driving. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and when his boss got him this one, uh, Rick, did, he just said, oh, I found a really good deal, Rick. You, you take this car, and uh, it didn't have four-wheel drive. Oh, which is really crazy. Yeah. So today when he told his boss, you know, that he found the car and his boss said, okay, you know, what is it? And he told him and he goes, I, I'm coming in, you know, a few hundred dollars under budget. He goes, all right, go ahead, go get it. And then he said, see what you can do about getting rid of the other car, you know, trade it in or, you know, what they'll give you. And, um, yeah, the guy said, it, it's two wheel drive up here in the mountains that nobody's going to want it, you know? So, yeah. They were ready only to give him like $2,500 for it. Well, it's got over 200,000 miles. How much yep. would you get for it? I mean, what what is the book value on something that... Actually, it's like 6500 bucks. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Is it in good condition? It's in good condition, yeah. Well. Yeah, he takes care of it. It's just, you know, I mean, at some point he's going to be driving somewhere out in the middle of nowhere and have a problem. I just had a, a flashback... 30 some odd years ago, we're sitting here talking about 
uh, cars and conditions of cars and how much and all that. I used to host the program, the first talk show I ever, the only other talk show I ever did, and it wasn't by my choice, was a swap and shop thing. Oh, wow. And people would call in and say, oh, I've got a pool table and uh, it's got, uh, you know, it's a slate and, uh, you know, $400 and my phone number is this. And this went on. So maybe we'll do that Tuesday nights here on the Great American Broadcast. <laughs> we'll make this program swap and shop on Tuesday nights. How about hey, that? You know what? The, the, that's not such a bad idea. <laughs> I've, I've got things I've got to get rid of. And uh, Rick and I are both not into a lot of stuff. You yeah, know, we don't yeah. like having a lot of knickknacks around and, mm. you know, things like that. And, you know, I, I have I can't even tell you how many Christmas decorations, you know, that I have from, you know, my kids. And, you know, I always I always overdid it with everything. And, uh, you know, just stuff I got to get rid of. And I don't want to have a garage sale. I do not like people coming to my house and. Doing a garage sale is just not my thing. And then you have all this stuff that while you want to get rid of it, it still kind of means something to you. Right. And, and then they, they try to nickel and dime you down every step of the way and exactly. it pisses you off. Yep. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I participated in one once here uh, when I first moved here. Uh, the first spring I was here, they had uh, they, you took your stuff to a parking lot where the clubhouse is. And I you know, had all my stuff in a space that, right. that they gave us. And everybody was like, you know, you got a price on something, I'll give you, you know, $3. So I was thinking right. more like 30 bucks for that. But uh, sorry, for 3 bucks, <laughs> you know what I'll do? I'll I'll throw it in the garbage. Or I'll I'll take a sledgehammer <laughs> to it. It'll give me more pleasure. <laughs> Jeff yeah, Johansson no. had a joke about how people will come and nickel and dime you. And he said, for for that amount of money, for $3, I'll, I'll have you sit down and you can watch me burn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I'll get the pleasure out of, you know, you know I'll take one day when I come home from work and I'm really teed off at something, which <laughs> the traffic here, you know, there's always something to get me going. I just take an item out of the garage that was supposed to be in the yard sale and I'll just beat the crap out of it. <laughs> Make me feel better right there. You know, I think I've always wanted to have one of those. Uh, what do you call those big bags? Those boxing bags? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. The punching bags. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to have one because I always thought that would be a great way to get you know let off some steam without really hurting anybody. At yeah, all. but have you ever punched one of those? I have. Yeah, those things will hurt you. They they will. <laughs> You're not punching <laughs> those without gloves on. Gloves for ladies now, pink ones. I've seen them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to go to a, when I first moved here, wouldn't know it now. I got the bonza back here. <laughs> I, I put on about 25 pounds in the past six months. Um, I hear you. But I used to, um, I used to go to the, one of the, a boxing, it was called LA Boxing. Yeah. Or? LA Boxing. Yep. Yeah. They closed it. But well, uh, they had one here and they, they also closed it. Somebody else took it over UFC? and they called it something else. UFC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's probably what happened is they bought the franchise. That, yeah. Yep, that's exactly what it is. My yeah. girlfriend goes here at 5.30 in the morning, which I used to go to the gym at 5.30 in the morning. But now, because I live so far away from where I work, I would have to get up at 4.30 in the morning just to get to the gym by 5. That's not, it's not happening. I get so little sleep now, it's crazy. I'll tell you, the reason I left it, it was a great workout. But the reason I left it was because I felt invisible there. You got these these instructors, and I mean, it was one hot woman after another hot woman, and then me, you know. And you can imagine how much attention I got. Well, <laughs> you know, I would be in the same boat. Trust me, because I, you know, of course, would be there, and all these other hot, hot you know. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, just I quit. I quit. I said, oh, Diana, how are you? Hi, Rob. Good. I want to welcome you to your new show and, you know, congratulations on it. And, and hey, good to hear you. I like the new theme song. <laughs> the Weeds. You know? The Weeds. I, you know, because <laughs> they sounded like the Roots to me, the the, the whole thing. So I was like, mm, can't call them the Roots. Can you do me a favor? You have a speaker up because uh, you were you were slapping back pretty good when you first when you first oh. got on. I had the... um. The tune in on, and I just ah turned, okay, that would do it too. Yeah. You did that, and I tur just turned my um, speakers down, or I don't know. Fat, does that help? Is that better? Yeah, much better. That much better. We lost Rin, and we picked yeah. up uh, oh, Doug Rin. again. And we she's picked, like she's like the 
assistant hostess or something, isn't she? Yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's a tradition on this time slot. Different program, same time slot. She's the first person to call in, which is kind of nice. We have a small citizen panel tonight. Uh, we have plenty of room if you would like to join us. GabNet Live is how you join us here on Skype. If you're not sure how to use Skype, well, visit us at uh, GabNet Live. I'm sorry, GabNet.net. Visit us at GabNet.net. And then um, you can just click on the Skype button. Now, that's only if you have Skype already installed on your computer. Don't try to click on the call button if you don't have Skype. So you need Skype first. But then if you just click on that call button, it'll connect you right in. Or you can call the Gab line, which is what? Doug has done, and uh, that's if you yep. don't have a computer and you just want to pick up the old-fashioned telephone and call us at 347-352-0079. That'll also get you on the citizen panel tonight. Um, it's a slow citizen panel. We have plenty of room for you. If you uh, want to give us a call, we'd love to hear from you. It's the first night of the uh, Rob Alfano's exchange. So, um, we're getting used to all that. It's almost like you want to say Albert's Public House. I'm so used to saying that. <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to say. Well, I can tell you one of the reasons Rick isn't on tonight is because the Giants are playing. Mm. Oh, it's Monday night. It's oh. Monday night football season. Yeah. And if there's, if there's a game on and it's the Giants, he's watching it. So that brings up – have you guys heard what's going on with, um, with uh, Ray Rice? Oh, yeah. This, if you haven't seen this, you need to go to the internet. Um, I found it at CNN.com, but there is a video of Ray Rice. Now, if you don't know, he's a running back uh, for the, he was a running back for the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, he has been suspended indefinitely by the NFL and his contract was canceled today by the Ravens. Uh, The same day, a shocking video surfaced showing the NFL star kicking I'm sorry, knocking out his future wife at the time. She became his wife. He knocked her out in an elevator and then dragged her out of the elevator. I mean, and and it's just there for you to watch. Security cameras. I can't watch it. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, they only get the NFL. I saw it before I knew that I was talking, but it was. You saw it. Uh, I saw it. I mean, I think. Yeah, they've been shown a bunch of times on. uh, Yeah, it's been shown all over television as well. Uh, I think. The, the, the significance of showing it or, or watching it is because initially it had come out that he did this and the NFL gave him a two-game – was a two-game suspension, Doug? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. They gave him two only games. a two-game suspension, but today the video – somebody had it, I guess, and it leaked oh, – TMZ had it and leaked it. TMZ, yeah. And as soon as everybody saw it, the two-game suspension was gone and he's indefinitely suspended from the NFL. That's what I mean in terms of seeing it just to get an idea of how cr- – I mean, really, this guy – you know, you make your living, you're blessed – to have such a talent to make you all know, this I money. Have, I have one. I have one question. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Rob, but uh, I have one question, and I'm not condoning it. And I'm glad that happened to him. I got two daughters. You know, never spanked them. Never had any physical thing with my wife and all. But I like to know if he's when you see it shows his fiance like coming towards. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying yeah, in she a was coming way, at him. Like yes, yeah, she it was. It almost looked like she was like. Yeah, what are you going to say? And then you know, yeah, he, yeah. Then he hits yeah. Her. Hey, look, so. I don't care. I've been, I've been. I think I've even told it to Albert on this pro on on his program when he was here that I was slapped in the face by a woman once for something I said to her, and that immediate reaction is shock. And I grabbed her wrists and I I just held her wrists and I said, "Don't ever do that again," because I I was brought up never to hit a woman. But you shocked the hell out of me. Now, yes, he, she looks like she did lunge at him, and he just clocked her, and she went down, and then he dragged yeah. her out of the out of the elevator, and her shoes uh. fell off, and I mean, it's just a whole nightmare. Her dress was up in the back, yeah. and unbelievable. Rin, you had something? Well, I just wanted to mention that um, they had a press conference after that yeah. first came out months ago, and the fiance apologized. Correct for her apart for her part in it. Now again, okay. look, it takes two to tangle. We all know that, right? Right. But you have yeah. you have to uh, you can't just go around hitting women. Yeah, and you you can't go around hitting men either, really. But let's no. face it, you got this guy's an NFL, you know, running back. You know, that's sort of like uh, that's sort of like a boxer, you know, hitting. He's a super athlete. Yeah, 
I mean, you, you, you know, it's, it becomes a lethal, you know, your hands are like lethal weapons. And it's just, it, it's, it's disgusting. Jim Browning has just joined us. Good evening. Hey, Jim. Hello, Robster. How are you? Okay. <laughs> I just, I wanted to step in for a sec for my, for my uh, little taste of the X. Ah, the X. Yeah, that's the other, you know, the we can call it the X. Uh, yeah. Still trying to figure out what it's going to be and what it's going to do, but um, it'll it'll evolve over time. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, God, yes, Jim, much. are you making a statement with your post-Labor Day whites that you, you're continuing to wear? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick's giving me grief about. Oh, well, that makes sense. Then you're doing it to aggravate him. Okay. I yeah, understand. So I'll, even, uh, yeah, I'll even put on my white hat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Put your white shoes on too. Really? Well, I, no, no. I have running shoes on. So running, running shoes. We've been we've been well, joined by Phil Meyer as well. How are well, you, Phil? My, pardon? Just saying hello to Phil. Oh, hey, how you doing? Good, good, good to have you here. Nice, so, nice, nice comic relief. It was a good touch because just that vision of that. Elevator scene is traumatizing my brain a little bit. Yeah, you know? it's a it's a crazy story. Oh, yeah, he's been he's been he's been disallowed from even coming to uh, the CFL and applying for work. Good, oh, interesting. Yes, but in the past, uh, players who have been banned or suspended from the NFL have been allowed to come to the CFL to seek work, but this situation. Uh, got so much attention, the commissioner of the Canadian Football League today released a statement saying that uh, he will not be allowed to uh, be picked up or uh, serve as a free agent in any of the uh, the football teams here in the Canadian Football League. I was going to say, um, did that also happen with Michael Vick? But then I remember he went to prison, so he couldn't have played in the <laughs> CFL. Uh, hey, Rob. Yeah. I I had this thing that came through to me on Facebook yesterday, and that's why I was trying to I was offline just trying to find it, and I thought it was so you know amazing what it said that I I re I um wrote back that you know women uh, should post this on their mirror and read it every day, and it says if someone treats you like shit, just remember that there is something wrong with them, not you. Normal people don't go around destroying other human beings. And I think that there's, you know, so many women who, um, this is one of the, you know, this is my business that I want to go into is helping, you know, women who are, you know, healing from trauma and whatnot. But um, most important is that these women think that it's okay to be treated like that. And like you said, then she apologized yeah. For her part in it. I don't care. Yeah, she tried to play it down. So, right. So now, what I makes mean, me... Different, listen, if it's a different story, if she has a gun or a knife and she's going at him and he needed to do something just right. to, you know, stop her, but to deck her like that... He and could then control her. her. She's a tiny woman. I mean, she didn't yeah. look like she's a whole... Too and much it's sad anything. that she's actually apologizing. Well, I, you know what I think? And, you know, this is what happens when you when these kinds of things happens and she turns around and apologizes is that she may be a bit of a gold digger. She may be that's someone who doesn't want to let go of the money. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Jeff's shaking his head right now. I don't know if that's true or not. But why would you apologize? Yeah. What possible motive? Because when you're traumatized would- by a man, you're meant to feel like it's your fault. If you right. hadn't yeah. rushed me. I wouldn't have had to punch you and then drag you around the lobby. That is the truth. Yeah, my wife volunteered at a domestic violence shelter for quite some time. And, uh, you know, some of the stories that she told me and just, you know, some of these ladies would just would keep on going back and going back. And, and you know, what I would do, and I tell you, you know, for all the traveling salespeople out there like myself, and what I do is like, you know, since I stay at these hotel rooms, even the cheap hotel rooms will still give you soap. Is, you know, I take, you know, any extra, and I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back or anything like that, but it's just, you know, I take, you know, like all the soaps and shampoo, and when I get like a good old shopping bag full of them, yeah, you know, I take it to this domestic violence shelter there because, That's you know, they're always looking for stuff like that. I have a friend who does the same thing, and when we travel, I save all the stuff and give it to her, and she does the same thing. That's right. a good That's idea. Good Remember that. Jeff, you have something? Yeah. Um, 
I don't care what the woman does. I mean, you're right, uh, Ren, I mean, and all the women on here. I've known women that were abused, and whatever the, the, the theory is behind it, they, they take responsibility, and that's fucked up. But I blame, I place 1,000% of the blame on the men. Period. End of story. Um, the, the thing with Ray Rice, um, sadly, is that one just got caught on video. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know how many more are out there. It would just break your heart. I also volunteer with a group I'm organized with, an organization I'm involved with. We we help this place called Stand. It's a it's a, a fur battered women. But um, uh, uh, any man that can't just stop, drop, and walk out the door. Run away if you have to. That's what I said, find a door. Because it's a no-win situation, and any man that hits a woman, I don't want to go there, right? Just a filth bag should be shot and killed. Um, Yeah, I had I'm sorry. Well, no, that's all I'm saying. If a woman attacks you, for whatever the reason, find a door and use it, period. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm -hmm. There's no, there is zero excuse. Well, I had a... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm on the phone, so I can't. I can't see. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Dave. I was I was flipping you off, Doug. No, go ahead. Now, uh, my daughter, uh, when she was 16, dated this boy that got physical uh, with her. I mean, not didn't beat her up like you know with Ray, but like slapped her or shoved her to a wall and all that. And, and you know, the deputy or the cops were called and all that. And believe me, I wanted to go over there and beat the hell out of that kid, but I couldn't <laughs> because he was 16. Yeah. And, you know, the law was called in, you know, he was had a report written. As a matter of fact, I think that kid got, you know, fortunately they broke up, and then I think he got you know, arrested for some, like, strong-arm robbery. So I was like, God, man, what a winner this guy was. But just, you know, but I heard somebody hit my, you know, shoved or whatever to my daughter there. It was like, you know, I wanted to go over and just, you know, tear up the guy. But, you know, as a kid, and I would have been thrown in jail doing that. And that kid needs to learn a lesson young because that's where you – you, you quell it before they, because otherwise it's a life of doing that. They go from woman to woman to woman right. and they abuse them. It's about, you know, control, you know. That's because they feel powerless and they, they have low self-esteem and they think that yeah. by treating somebody like that, that they're in control and, you know, they're this big man, you know. Mm-hmm. I, um, that, not, not, sorry, Teresa. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Not to take it off track, but... um a lot of these boys, as Doug described them, never become men. And a, a real man wouldn't do that. And I'm going to go out on a limb here, Doug. Was that uh, boy that uh, got physical with your daughter, did he come from a broken home? Did he not have a good father, I'll bet? Mm. Well, to be honest with you, uh, he had a stepfather. That's all I knew. And, um, you know, he was with the mother. So I, I don't know, you know, the whole situation. But... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I want to call it a broken home because there was a stepfather there, but, you know, obviously wasn't his real father. But I don't know if, if she might have been a single mother and then met this guy later. So I really don't know the background. My, my, but. my, my, my point is, sorry, Doug, my point is that boys are not met, fathered by their father anymore these days. And, and that's, you look at the jails, 90% of them come from broken homes. And that's the bigger issue. Jim, you have something? Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I, I, I had a... a an older dad, he was sort of a very old school kind of guy. And it was always, you know, you don't, you don't hit women, nothing like that. I mean, and he was in my life all of my life. So obviously that's what I grew up with. And I think I told this story once on my show that I was in a Northern location somewhere in, in the, in a, in a bar and the people next to me, uh, this guy reached out and slapped this woman he was with just right across the face and nobody seemed to do anything. And here I was just in town for a few weeks. And I thought, oh, man, I got to say something. I mean, it's just not right. And I went up to the guy and kind of said, hey, you know, we don't need to get physical here. Let's I'll buy you guys drinks. Everybody calm down. And he hit me so hard in the chest. I thought my heart had stopped. Really? Damn. Oh my god! And, and, and my my just my 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 gut reaction, my initial. I just hit him in the face as hard as I could, <laughs> and, and doing so, I pushed his nose like way off to the side of his face. But I broke in my hand. Wow. Okay, I broke all the metacarpals, and they just kind of exploded. Wow! And, and he he went down on the ground. Uh, I kind of 
limped off to the side. And as soon as I hit him and he hit the ground, she dropped to her knees to comfort him. Uh-huh. <laughs> Battered woman syndrome, right? Jim, did she attack yeah. you too? No, she didn't attack me. She just yelled at me. And, and it turns out that they were a long-term couple and... Uh, Mr. New in town didn't realize, I guess this was part of their mating ritual. <laughs> and uh, so I went back in my room with a towel full of ice and it took me 24 hours to get to a hospital oh. and uh, yeah, big broken hand. And I just wandered off thinking, you know, I guess I would do it again, but because I don't want to see anybody. And I felt bad that I had even reacted to the point where I had hit somebody because I don't fight people, even though I'm a big well, it was guy. Self-defense, it was self-defense, so you got hit, so, so you that, And I swear, like I said, it was if I thought my heart was going to stop, it was like sort of a center chest kind of just thud. Yeah. And I thought, if I don't die within the next second, I will hit this man. And I did. And uh, ouch. Yeah, I, I paid the price. Yeah. My hand never healed right. And yeah. So there you go. Phil? Yeah. You know, what Jim is uh, is uh, talking about uh, is not unusual uh, with today's zero, zero tolerance uh, police have for domestic violence. Uh, somebody's going to go to jail if there's any marks on someone's body. Uh, it's not unusual for a uh, for a woman after there's been a, a domestic dispute to attack the police officer who's arresting yeah. the uh, the husband. Uh, and it's, uh, it's happened uh, quite a bit. So this is, this is what he describes, uh, you know, happens, uh, uh, regularly. Yeah. I guess there's a comfort level for all of that in terms of the woman who, you know, she's battered and abused, but it's her, it's her world and you're, and you're breaking into it, you know, change is scary. Yeah. We're joined by Rick Horn. From the middle of what are you in halftime of the ball game or something? The no, game? actually, I just got back to the room, uh, late dinner, and then I had to go over a few things with my territory manager. I'm down in Maryland tonight. Oh, what part of Maryland? Uh, Gaithersburg. Oh, you're just across the. I've been to Gaithersburg. Just, it's a, yeah, about forty minute ride. Exactly, with no traffic. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, Rick. It's going to be a long year. It is. You're talking about, <laughs> for, about for Eli. I'm an optimist. I'm an optimist. For Eli. Nah, yeah. He's got no. He's. It looks like. Yeah, I caught some dribs and drabs of it. He's got. He's got no protection. There's no running game. Yeah, you're right. It is going to be a long year. But what the too bad. I, I like you, like too. I'll tell you what. I just was a game I never got into is football. I don't know why, but I never did. My dad was a huge football fan. Go Steelers! Now, uh, the, oh, they got lucky yesterday, Teresa. Oh, lucky. <laughs> Yeah. Both Harbars, uh, Harbars uh, have uh, players that are uh, in trouble because of domestic violence. Uh, San Francisco has this guy uh, McDonald, and uh, the the other the other thing is the Center Plate, which is the company that um, uh, has all the food concessions for a lot of the uh, uh, different venues around the country. Uh, the CEO center plate was filmed in an elevator in Vancouver, kicking his friend's dog and and hanging him by the neck uh, okay. on his leash. A little one year old uh, Doberman. Yeah, I really. saw that. Yeah. Uh, so he had to resign, and uh, uh, and I, I know of him and know that he's got sort of uh, that kind of personality uh, that uh, that that would do that. Go ahead. Okay. The guy that's here, that's in, sick, you know, anybody do something like that. The guy here in San Francisco, his name is yeah. Ray McDonald. So that the local radio is saying, "Hey, if your son's name is Ray and he plays for a Harbaugh, he's in trouble." <laughs> <laughs> there is another uh, sports-related story. Uh, oh, ten already. We got a. We got his uh, uh, what, uh, seven. Wait a minute, nine. Okay. Nine. What, what, what is, what, what's the scoring system? I'm new to this game. Uh, if there's. I thought there was ten on the on the board. I got four, uh, three, nine. seven, nine. Uh, yeah. False alarm. We have room for one more on the citizen <laughs> panel. Together. We get a minion and we all get up and pray. Yeah. <laughs> There's another sports related story. East. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying facing I, east. You know. I don't know if anybody's heard this, uh, but less than a month after the Clippers' sale ended, Donald Sterling's ugly downfall, another NBA team is on the market. 
following a racially charged disclosure yep. from its owner. Atlanta Hawks co-owner Bruce Levinson said Sunday uh, he is selling his control, controlling interest of the team thanks in part to an inflammatory email he wrote two years ago. Levinson said that he wrote an email in an attempt to bridge Atlanta's racial sports divide. Instead, he offered his divisive comments, including his theory that black Hawks fans, that, that uh, Hawk black fans kept away the white fans. So that, uh, uh, he decided on his own that he needs to get out before they kick him out. Everybody accepted, and now there, if anybody here has some spare pocket change, there's a, a team, an NBA franchise for sale. Yeah, well, it's surprising that he would say something like that because, yeah, I mean, I, I'm from Atlanta, and Atlanta is pretty much, the, you know, the city of Atlanta is, I don't know what the ratio is, but it's a predominantly black town. Yeah. I, I mean, they're doing hip-hop shows over there. I'm not saying because, you know, hip-hop is black, but I'm just saying if you, you know, you got like uh, CeeLo Green's from there, uh, Danger Mouse is from there oh, in that area. Oh, don't get me started just, on him. But you know he made so, these comments a long time ago, 2012, in fact. Yes, right. It's Simple. the weird thing about this. It's it's not weird at all. Come on. Well, no, you don't think it's weird that uh, comments that. How does it suddenly, you know, there are people blackmailing him or? You, Do you want ahead. me to tell you? Go right ahead. As soon as the contents of that email comes out, and I, I haven't heard it, maybe they're out, but it's racially motivated. It's bad. It's news. What's going to happen when he sells? His controlling interest. What happened with uh, Asshole oh, and Sandy? So what you're saying? Made a lot is of money. Follow the money, money, right? Uh, what, what, what? Follow the money. So in other words, because the <laughs> the, the, the the franchise is going to go for a ton of money. <laughs> his, his controlling interest will go for a ton of money. A lot of press. Some knight in shining armor is going to come buy it, and he makes more money. He gets out. He's probably done anyway. That's, yeah, isn't that on. wild? If I sell my my uh, public perception of myself, even for a crap load of money, well, you know what, Jim? That's the difference between you and a greedy owner. I mean, it, so it makes sense. You, you, you know. You've got morals. He doesn't. He's all about money. People like us care about our our. Uh, you know, nah. we have we have integrity. People like that don't. Mm. When, when you, I, I, no, I'm sorry, Rob. I was just going to say I read his uh, this email, and it was he was complaining. Oh, the uh, uh, the cheerleaders are too black. The the music we play after the, uh, the uh, during the uh, the festivities uh, is too much hip hop, or the concerts afterward are hip hop and gospel. Uh, he was even complaining the kiss cam. He says is too black. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's but you know black. what. Uh, on on one level, all right, as racist as all of that is, the analysis of the reason as to why white people aren't going to the games, there may be some validity to that. All uh, he needed was a color monitor instead of that I, black you know, and white one, and maybe he wouldn't have thought I that. I don't way. know. I'm just saying, you know, it, it, there could be a certain amount of validity. If you're trying to figure out why you don't have enough white people at your audience, it might be a possibility. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's certainly worth, you know. I don't know how you do a survey on that. But you know, but, if you you, know. the the hip hop community, the black, the the uh, when I was, uh, I've always, I grew up in a, in a pretty white neighborhood. Okay, and um, you, you you know, lived there for a long time. Somewhere about fifteen years ago, here I go into a dry cleaner, and in come these girls, and they're they're riding in daddy's nice car. And they're blasting hip hop music and they get out and they come into the dry cleaner. And the only thing I could think to myself is, what do these girls know about the plight of the ghetto? You know, what is it that attracts them to it? Unless it's just the 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 the, the danger of it or I would say so. Because, I mean, you know, like what, you know, the, this, I'm trying to bring a point, you know, as to why, you know, maybe some people don't. Go to the NBA, like you said. There may be some validity to how they market it. Let's face it; you're marketing but, it, and again, you're marketed toward your audience. But, uh, but you know, and and I just basketball is big down south, and you know, high school basketball, college basketball is pretty big. So why aren't these people then going to pro basketball games? And what's what's the reason? You know, 
I, I don't. I'm not I sure. Don't know I don't where know. The stadium is located. Maybe it's just an inner city stadium that uh, is. Yeah, there east. was a. Yeah, um, I forget. I can't remember what stadium it is because I don't keep up with the sports. I'm like you, Rob. I I I don't follow any normal sports. Uh, I got know, three weeks. I was boxing. I got three and, weeks left like of one, sports for me. It, but what it. But when they built like a some new stadium, some it was like uh, like something that was like considered like an hour walk was considered like stadium parking. And believe me, as parts of Atlanta, you know, I wouldn't want to be walking an hour, especially after a game at nighttime. It's hot. I'm, I'm curious. Does anybody know? Because because I don't. What the you know? Do they fill the the games at the stadium or the arena? Don't know. Anybody, I'd just be curious to know that because if they're filling the games up, then who the hell cares what the audience is made of? Exactly. You're right, Rick. But um, uh, the NBA has become so high-priced that corporate America is moving in there, and Joe Fan can't afford to go anymore. Oh, that's, well, that's the same throughout the country. It doesn't true, matter. True, All yeah. sports. Yeah. You know, that's... Well, no, no, no. But in, in some areas, corporate America is filling those arenas. And maybe they're not in Atlanta. I don't know. Especially the luxury boxes. And, How well does the team do? Yeah. How well does, does Atlanta well, I think it do? Well, me up. That's the only sport I follow is boxing. Yeah, I've watched, and now these pay-per-view fights are just getting so expensive. It's like yeah, I really can't feel like I don't even want to go in halves with friends you know, to watch a match because it's sort of like uh, you know, you're looking for $40. I just can't justify like yeah, especially for like Mayweather. The cost of these of these events, you don't want to go see a loser. You, you want yeah. to see a meaning. And I don't mean, you know, like I went to Yankee Stadium last Tuesday night with my wife. Cost me for two tickets, 300 bucks. And well, that was I, not I a scalped, A's game. That was yeah. not a scalped price. That was the I, regular price of those seats. Now, I, they lost. They got killed. Okay, fine. But you want to go see meaningful games. If the games don't mean anything, you know you know they're going to lose. It's 162 games. The idea is that whether they lose that particular night, are they in the hunt? You got to have. You got to put a product on the field or on the court that that is uh, you know that is relevant or uh, you know. Rob, I went to the okay. A's game yep. Sunday. Yeah, and uh, two tickets, eighty-five bucks each. Uh, 25 bucks for parking, uh, $40 for food, and, and the A's lost. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not an inexpensive uh, yeah. ordeal. Well, the, yeah. You know, the thing about the boxing, though, like now a long time ago, I used to go to the closed circuit boxing, and that was actually kind of fun. It was like actually going to a, a movie know, boxing theater. event. And, and, but you know, back then when they used to have this fight, I mean, they had like several championship fights you know, on the card. Now you watch the fight on pay per view. It, it, it's horrible. Undercard is like, uh, you know, some guy who's about to, you know, if he doesn't win this fight, his career is over. Uh, usually, some amateur who's making his professional debut. Just, you know, it, it's like I don't want to see this crap. Yeah, it, it's sort of like you're charging this big money just to watch the main event. Yeah, but boxing and the is dying. Are, and, and the preliminaries are horrible. Boxing is. I mean, boxing used to be huge. My dad used to go to the Madison Square Garden. He used to go to the Paramount. I think the Paramount. Uh, Back in the, you know, in the day, back in the 40s and the 50s, they always went to the Friday night fights. They were always on TV. Today, you know, it's all the, you know, what is it, the UFC? Uh, Yeah, whatever. But that's taken over. That's taken over for boxing because boxing is dead. I mean, people people would be hard. Your average person nowadays would be hard pressed to actually name who the heavyweight champion is. Of right, the world is right, exactly. They, like, Vladimir, Vladimir, Vladimir Glitchko. Is he? I would, didn't know that. And I, I didn't used know to that. Love boxing. Yeah, I mean, it's just people don't know what kind the of, uh, of what Muhammad kind of championship. Over. Oh yeah, they got no, no, all no. those guys. They're, they're not over. They're on hiatus. Uh, MMA will go away. I don't know, five, ten, fifteen years because it's getting too brutal, too violent. Someone's going to die. No, no. The reason the reason That's it's going to go like away it. is because. The reason it's going to go away, though, is because you know, they're now starting to have like a lot of pay-per-view matches. And I'll tell you a good example. You had that uh, was it Brock Lesnar, who was a former wrestler, and they pretty much gave him a championship you know, uh, title fight after his third fight. You know, they're more for like, oh, let's bring the big names and this and that. And if you like follow like mixed martial arts, 
you know, the so-called champions, I mean, you know, these guys have like a lot of losses. I mean, I should say loss, but you know, like 15-7 record or 15 and it's like, and they're fighting for a championship? you got to be kidding me. But the, the other thing with boxing is, unfortunately, America's lost interest in it, and like a lot of the, you know, a lot of the big champions now are coming from the European, um, from Europe, you know, like the Glitchkos. They're from Ukraine. It was him and his brother, brother Vitaly, Glitchko, that like president? shared it. Uh, he was doing something with Ukraine there. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was involved behind the scenes, and that's why he re- he retired to get involved in that. But if he decides to come back in boxing, he's allowed to fight for the championship because he pretty much retired as champion. And I don't want to get too heavily into. I don't want to get too heavily into the the nuts and bolts of boxing. I don't think. Sorry, that's, sorry but, about that. But what I think what you can say is that I think that's kind of happening in all sports. Uh, your comment regarding. Uh, there aren't that many Americans in the sport. It's happening in baseball, except football. You know, I noticed this yesterday. I'm not a football fan, but I was watching some football yesterday, and all of the names are American names. The the, the America. How many how many football players in the NFL except are Samoa, not American? But that's American too. American Samoa. No, Ron, what percentage we, we, of of uh, of pro football players are not American? Where in baseball, yeah. you've got uh, you've got the Dominican, you've got Cuba, you've got Japan, uh, they, you've got uh, football's an American game. You know, it's exactly. not like soccer. No, we well, baseball's we an American playing. game too. Oh yeah, you're right. Well, but, but it's American, not as exciting. And um, Japanese and uh, well, it is now. Cuban. But I think uh, you know, wasn't it uh, Double Day who? Brought the game around in the late what mid eighteen hundred late eighteen hundreds or something. It's an American game. That's it's uh it's it became popular around the world, but American players they want the quick. There's no quick buck to baseball. You you, no, you, you Ron, not like you, you can do in, in the NBA or in the NFL. But go ahead, Ron, Jeff. You're missing the point. Football, as we know it, American football has not caught on around the world, so they're not developing the athletes. Baseball caught on, basketball caught that on. That is true. So, so, right. so you're going to get the American players, and it's flashy. It's big bucks. You make Sports Center's top ten, so all the kids are going there. And basketball, basketball, because um, you could be, uh, you know, you can, you don't have to go to yeah. college. You can go straight into the NBA if you're that good. Right, right. So, so they don't have a farm what, system. Baseball's got uh, a farm system. Yeah, but again, that farm system is fed by um, you know Central Americans and, and yes, Japanese. because Americans are in for the fast buck, right? The fast buck of getting into the NBA and not having to go and play for no money in a you know in a farm system somewhere. They they get in right away, and there's an instant gratification. That's, that's what baseball is fighting right now. They only have like under twenty percent. 18 or something percent African-Americans playing baseball right. and all the good African-American athletes are going to basketball primarily in football right. because right. just what you say, yep. fast bucks, you know, sports center. That, no, that also has to do with, with availability and ease of playing the sport. Basketball, you need one ball. You know, there's schoolyards all over the place. All you need is the one ball and you get 10 guys and they can play. Right. Baseball, you need equipment, you need gloves. It's a lot more expensive for an inner city kid. Yeah, Plus, true. there's a Darth of, of, of dirt fields. You're right. When you Rick. go to New York City, there aren't that many dirt fields compared to, to, to the number of kids. Yeah. And kids Rick, just you, don't. You remind me of this. You remind me of the sad story. I played Pop Warner football, and he just said, you know, there's a, you know, you have to buy the equipment, the shoulder pads, and all that yeah. to get some good stuff. And this was like the tryout day. And I felt so sorry. I, I, I haven't thought about this in such a long time, but there was this kid that showed, you remember like Sears or like, you know, I don't know, like Toys R Us or something would sell like, you know, um, you know, a kit that had like your football pants and all that, but it was not meant to be for actual football. It was more for decoration. And some kids showed up in that. And, you know, they got everybody teased that kid so bad. I felt so sorry for him. You know, I was probably at the age. I probably teased him, too. But anyway, but it was... Uh, but Rob, I mean, you're right but, about football not being... Uh, it's, it's not like a worldwide thing. So, it, it, I mean, there aren't other countries feeding into it. Uh, uh, I'll just, for example, you want to take hockey, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas you had, like, baseball, you have the, the, the southern part of the world 
feeding people into baseball, but with hockey, of course, uh, you got people worldwide. You got the you obviously the Canadians, you got the Russians, you got the Finns, you got these people playing this all over the place. Whereas with like football, we even have our own version of football. Canadian right. football is very different than American football. Is it as so, is it as ravenous there as it is here? No, because again, we well, sure. I mean, everybody, but again, you're dealing with a country that's got like 35 million people. Uh, we've got 10 teams. And up until recently, two of those teams had the same name. They were both Rough Riders. Wow. <laughs> Rough Riders and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And there was a time when you'd be watching a football game and the score, you or you're listening on the radio and the announcer goes, it's Rough Riders 5, Rough Riders 5. And you go, oh, that's, that's pretty rough. Yeah, so I'm saying, uh, uh, you don't have that, that you're talking about uh, whatever uh, – Americans playing football. Well, again, it's it's American football. Yes, we do get Americans coming up to Canada and joining the foot, uh, Canadian Football League. People like Doug Flutie yeah. uh, had a career up here and everything like that. But again, yeah. with, and people say to me, "Oh, with hockey, don't you, don't you hate it when a when a, an American team wins the Stanley Cup?" And I go. No, not really, because most of them are probably Canadian to begin with, and then <laughs> some Russians and some yeah. Finns. So who cares? And there are way I mean, more American teams in the NHL than there are Canadian teams. So what? But are yeah, the even back to the six, this when the teams when it was six teams in the league. Yeah, it was still you know you had Toronto and Montreal. Everybody else was American, yeah. except yeah. for the players. You're talking. To... You're talking thirty. 34, 35 million people compared to 350 million people. That's why there's problems with uh, 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 some players don't want to uh, play for Canadian teams because up here the uh, the market is smaller and uh, the hey. the money that the the franchises can make aren't as great in the states and so the Canadian franchises have pro- have problems dealing with these bigger market teams and everything and getting that same revenue stream moving. And this is probably the most I've ever talked about sports. <laughs> you're doing a very good job, but, but Jim. You're right, Jim, though. They can't, you know, the, the stars can go to New York and make all the big, uh, yep. um, you know, endorsement money. But in, just to backtrack briefly, um, to defend the Canadian Football League. Well, they I'm not all, slacking them. No, I, I'm just saying, they all, Josh Gordon, who played for the uh, Browns, got a one-year drug suspension. And the Canadian Football League denied him access to their league. So well, it's not just not just the white beaters. So I, I take my hat off to the Canadian Football League. Uh, Josh Gordon selling cars in Cleveland now. Well, that's the thing with most Canadian football. Wow. Uh, with Canadian, I always, I always used to say that the Canadian Football League is the only professional sports franchise where you need a part-time job you know i mean these guys uh, you know uh, he's an accountant part-time or he's selling you know got a video store but he used to be here that way in this country yogi Berra owned a haberdashery he's uh, i mean you know (laughs) phil rizzuto the the big yankees the, the 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 hall of famers you know owned a bowling alley they you know they worked in the off season it wasn't uh this rich man's game as it is today. hey i I used to go to Bob, I used to go to Bobby Bell's Barbecue in Kansas City, and Bobby Bell was an awesome defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs in the late 60s. And he, he had a barbecue. Yeah, bring, you bring that up about part-time jobs. We have a professional uh, soccer team in Wilmington called the, the Hammerheads, and and those guys take part-time jobs. I mean, I don't think they make very much as a professional soccer player, especially in the town of Wilmington, but they, you know, they travel all around as their professional team. But my daughter's played soccer. And when I coach soccer, you know, we'd go to a lot of those games and all that, but they even had like where, co- where players would get sponsors, you know, pretty much to help them live. I, my stepfather, uh, he passed away, used to play for the White Sox and he really? fixed repair. He would repair televisions in the off season. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is in the fifties. Yeah, and, wow. yeah. And he, yeah, he, he was. A, he, he ended up getting hired by Motorola full time, and that was the end of his uh, baseball career. Wow. Yeah, the old trainer of the Rangers lived in my building, Frank Pace, and you know, in the off season, he was an usher at Madison Square Garden. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Hey, but today the money—that's where the money is, right? Before we head out, yeah, uh, I have one more. Anybody? High school. Go ahead. Was that Jim? 
No, I'm just going to say, and now you got kids who are just barely graduate, who barely graduated out of high school. Well, for a dollar a month, we. Oh, what the hell is that? Oh, that's me. Sorry. <laughs> it's it's uh, those websites when you go and open up a browser. Yeah, at least it wasn't an embarrassing website. Clips <laughs> <laughs> for sale. <laughs> so, anybody here owns stock? Do we get anybody play the stock market here? Yeah. I don't. I'm play. I a line, but does anybody I'm own not. any Facebook? Oh, I saw that. Okay. Yeah, it's Facebook. <laughs> I think it doesn't matter that Albert closed his Facebook book account last week. Um, the company has just exceeded $200 billion. It puts it right in line, right behind Verizon Communications and just ahead of Toyota. I mean, that's oh. just crazy. Isn't that crazy? I mean, for, for a couple what? internet ads. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how is that even possible? They don't make anything. Toyota makes cars. <laughs> I mean, really? We got so another how, bubble so, coming. Yeah. Yes. yes. As I was say, how long before they're the next um, MySpace? Well, how yeah. long before everything crumbles again? Because yeah, you wait know, till the House of Cards comes down. Yeah. I mean, really, a two hundred billion dollar company that's a website. Now I realize they have a lot of eyeballs. They have a lot of people, and that's power. I get that. But really, how many? Does anybody here pay any attention to any ad they see on Facebook? No. No. That's what I mean. The only thing I've been paying attention to is these stupid little quizzes I just keep on taking. Like, yes. No. You know, yes, what, I what, see what, the what quizzes. Color, what color am I? What person was I in the history? Yeah, damn yeah. it. Wouldn't you stop sending those damn quizzes to me? Thank <laughs> you, bro. Me too. He suckers me in on them as well. I get suckered I in on them as well. Hey, what, what did Facebook close that today? Anybody know? Oh, I don't know what it closed at today. Let's see. I'll be around five o'clock. This story. <laughs> uh, this it's oh, Facebook shares rose 08 percent to seventy seven eighty nine at the close of New York's uh, in New York. Um, well, they, valuing they the company, their money so far. Valuing the company at two hundred and one point six billion dollars, according to Bloomberg. Wow. It's the twenty second largest. Like forty nine dollars or something like that when it first ah, went on the market. Thirty-two and it dropped to twenty-seven right away. It's, it's the twenty-second-largest com- company in the world. Mm-hmm. Facebook. Uh, they'll be saying the same thing about Gabnet in a year. See, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ground floor. Ground floor. That's right. <laughs> Throw us your money. I don't know. <laughs> Alex wouldn't sell me any stock. <laughs> Wait, here we go. I'm. I'm the first to contribute. Here's a penny. Okay. Hey, hey, I'll take that. I'll take that. There you go. Hey, we heard you're getting a new car. I, I Oh, wow. Word travels fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we heard all about it. Yeah, we posted it on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> this is more social than, than social media. That's true. Um, it's been four years since Apple introduced a completely new gadget, and the pressure is on. Uh, tomorrow's the big event. Everybody is uh, clamoring. What is it going to be? Is it going to be an iWatch that they're going to announce? I thought it was wearables. Yeah, yeah I think it's going to be wearables. They're bringing in, they're bringing in uh, fashion designers to help uh, design these new. Uh, I don't. I don't think anybody thinks they're going to buy an iWatch next week or anything like that. But they're. It'll be white. Well, I mean, th- you know, the cool <laughs> thing about uh, about Apple is they always play in a different. Um, one of Steve Jobs' things was he likes to like he would dabble in a specific kind of metal or in a specific type of glass, and he he was very driven by the art of it all. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. I know he's gone, but it'll be interesting to see what kind of um, what kind of uh, watches Design. these are, as yeah. opposed <laughs> to what because I a, fr- a friend of mine at work has one of the uh, Android watches, and I he showed me it all at the end of it. I said, "So really? Well, yeah, yeah I, I just needed to have it. It's new." It's, they're gonna they're gonna make them from the bones of the the underage Chinese kids working in their factories. <laughs> hey, they gotta come up with they gotta come up with something good tomorrow because they gotta show that they're moving forward creatively post jobs. They gotta show that they got what it takes to keep 
Apple being Apple. And so tomorrow is a big deal for them. I just want to, uh, yeah, and I wanted to do a plug for our network here because I know tomorrow night at midnight Eastern, our own Queen of Geek, Miranda Janelle, is going to have a, I think she's going to dedicate most of the show to that. So, And she was very excited about it, and it's going to be a great broadcast. It's tomorrow night at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific right here. It is time for the uh, program to, uh, time to go. You know, Alex Bennett's Ramble is next. Let me thank everybody for being here tonight. Rin, Teresa, Phil, Rick, Doug, Jim, Jeff. Came thank you all for coming. Came home early on the inaugural show. I really appreciate that. Hopefully we'll see you again tomorrow night. Alex Bennett's Ramble is next here, right here on the Great American Broadcast Network. Have a great night, all.